Degenerate Business School is brought to you by Reopening. That was probably a bad idea. How's the, how, how's the clothes looking? I, lo- I looked like an hour ago. I don't know. Uh, I guess 3,009. I'm like right below, below, below 3,000 looks like. The algorithms are selling now. It's the, <laughs> it's the algos? The algos are, this is like the time where the algos are all, all sell. Because of the momentum. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, so if you're but also, like we all we all know this, uh, there's a lot of volatility going into the end of the month, right? So Monday, Tuesday are gonna be fucking crazy anyway. Mm. Yeah. I listen. I literally, my timing could not have been worse. The only way it could have been worse is if I if I bought right before that one Wednesday, where there was like a sharp sell off. But uh. For a moment, I felt good about plug, and now plug's back down. But God damn, Robert, can I just gi- can I just give you my money? Cause I don't understand half the stuff you're doing, but you. So James, you're a goddamn genius. You know that. Plug, uh, plug was a great call. Could you know? Are you still in plug? Yeah, I'm still in. Okay, and that's a long term. Yeah, I, I like it as a long term play, but it just you know I'm jealous of Robert because of course Robert just surfs in like an asshole. It's like yeah, I did an options play, blah blah bloop. Three hours later, I've doubled my money. Fuck you, Robert. I think I think you should start. You should start playing with options. I know. Um, I'm just scared, man. I don't want to be like that Robin Hood kid who killed himself because he was $700,000 in the red. You know? Yeah, he read it wrong. Because, you know, I, I see mine. It's like minus 180000 but it's really not. It's just like the what I have to have in, a, in collateral. So yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. But, but you, 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 uh, you've been doing drugs for a long time. Yeah. That kid jumped... Two feet first into heroin. He had no gateway drugs. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm too stupid is what I'm saying, Bobby. I'm too stupid. Well, like, no, but I, I think here's here's what you're not getting, right? So if, if you had some conviction and said, um, you know, I, I really feel good about this stock and you bought the stock, right? Realistically, you're going to buy a pretty large amount of money. Because yeah. if it if it goes up if it goes up ten percent, then you're making ten percent on a lot of money, which is okay money, right? Sure. When I when I put an options play, it is a fraction of what I would spend if I was buying the stock. So these yeah. are very very small positions, relatively speaking. Listen, um, I know what you're saying. I know that your solution is elegant. I'm just saying that. I don't, you know, like anyone, I don't like change and I'm not, I'm not ready to do it. And it's not rational, not saying that it is, but, uh, I, I, will, I will say this. So I got in, uh, I put in my tasters for the, you know, the emerging markets and European ETFs 
and then the market took a shit, took took a flyer on plug, but they're still they're just little appetizers, you know. Um, but I gotta say, it just it felt it felt good to be back, guys. It did feel good to be back, even though I took it on the chin. It's fun, it's fun. That's why we started doing this in the first place. And uh, so a year from now, when I'm seven hundred thousand dollars down, and you're like, you're at my funeral, and you say, you know. Craig, you know, he, he went out, he went out doing what he loved, like a skydiver. Go down swinging. Go down swinging. Just, just, just given your luck, I wouldn't be surprised if the day after you killed yourself, the market round. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I'd be like, well, I finally decided to kill myself. It's like, Greg actually would have been a millionaire and could have retired if he had just waited a week. Like, no! Uh, oh, man. Well, anyway, uh, so good job by you, Bobby. Um, what uh, we'll get we'll do a qu- quick summary of uh, the markets, and then I'll I'll tell you about you know some this interesting article from five thirty eight about the recovery. But uh, Robert Robert's picks are definitely you know Robert and James. You guys put forward good picks, and uh, we've gotten some positive feedback. Uh, you know on your Nicola puts, very positive feedback on the Nicola puts, Robert. James plug was a great success. Uh, you've made people money on nail, Bobby. So I'll just give you the floor. What's what's your next play? And you might not have one, or you know, you can just give us an update on where you're at. Uh, so I, I, since I wasn't on last week, I, I didn't tell you guys, but um, I was in Sonos. I got out today, um, and then I put that money into AstraZeneca, AZN. Oh. And that, is that just based on a tonnage of options activity? Yeah, yeah. When I, when I got in, there was there was about thirteen thousand contracts traded. As of right now, there are fifty five thousand. So um, it's it's definitely bucking the trend. The market's down a ton, and AstraZeneca is holding. So I feel good about that one. Do, is do we think is that buzz around a Rona a Rona vaccine or something like a? Yeah, therapy yeah. for Rona. Oh, yeah, and I, and I think as uh, as the cases spike and we move closer and closer to a shutdown, it, it's going to get to a point where again all the uh, the biotech stuff and the work from home stuff will probably start rallying again. So there was a brief rotation out of it, and it's likely to go back given uh, the huge spikes we're seeing. I'm trying to remember if e uh, the the UK ETF. Thing? Is AstraZeneca British pharmaceutical? I'm just trying to find silver linings here, Bobby. I'm just trying to ride ride the wave like you do. With your hair in the breeze. Um, I'll find out. I'll find out. Yeah, I think that, that vaccine's being developed at Oxford. So I think it's all yes. a British. Yeah, thing. AstraZeneca is in is in EWU, the iShares UK ETF. I'm gonna be rich. Just kidding. Okay. That's a good one, Bobby. I like it. I like it. Is there any other? Is there any buzz in the in the options ecosystem? Or that's the biggest one this week. Uh, as far as what I'm playing, uh, just that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I mean, like, I I I've had a number of winners, so I started selling out, but haven't found as many uh things to go in on. So at the moment, yeah, I'm largely in cash. And uh, as I said, Monday, Tuesday will probably be a lot of volatility given the end of the quarter. But 
I'll, I'll find more stuff next week. So, Jamin, we, um, so this week was a down week. People are smarting about the comical increase in American COVID cases. I mean, there's case anxiety globally, but the United States is the clown penis operation of the world right now. Us in Brazil. And our case curve is just up and to the right, phallic shape. Um, how much of this... So you talked about kind of like the structural dynamic of, okay, we're, we're about to roll over a quarter, and there's some anxiety right now, but obviously this is still in the context of the Fed is propping everything up in the big, in a big way. And although they didn't expand their balance sheet, what do you, what do you think happens over the next couple of weeks? I mean, we're range bound in the context of us being range bound. Like, yeah. So today was an interesting day because, and you know, not talked about as much. I mean, I think even bigger than the uh, rise in the cases was the fed telling banks that they can't do buybacks or, or issue dividends. So in the whole, you know, uh, rich white guy discomfort index that <laughs> went way higher than the, uh, than, than the rising cases. But with that said, you don't really see a driver, an upside driver in, in stocks to break out in the near term, uh, aside from a vaccine, which still, I think is still, you know, maybe a couple quarters away. Um, so I think, yeah, we could even be down to, to in the 2800s even, but yeah, I would say most likely we're kind of, we're, we're going to be in the 29s in, in, in for July. And then the, the up and coming um, stimulus, I think everyone's pricing in that there will be stimulus uh, when when Congress is back in session. Uh, but if that doesn't happen because it's election year, anything goes, then we can still see leg lower. But I, I, don't, I don't see anything break, breaking out. I agree that there's an expectation Congress will ante up and you, and Trump is going to be all, all about it because he's trying to save his presidency and the Republicans will fall in line. So I feel like the second stimulus is, is bound to happen. Uh, but I think I think that's right. It's it's kind of like you're just on the the low edge of with the Fed just being again the supportive father who's going to make sure his son doesn't drop out of Yale. He's going to graduate as a philosophy major with a 2.0 and there will be a job waiting for him at Goldman Sachs when he does. Uh <laughs> just means yeah, this the support Robert you ran it today or yesterday but like the Fibonacci sequence says support is twenty nine fifty, but James, you're saying that put, pat it for a little more anxiety. It could test twenty eight something. Yeah, I think it's, I think that could be in play, given what's what's going on. I just don't oh. see upside past you know that much past where we we're at before, like thirty one hundred, thirty two hundred. Yeah. I don't see it going on the high end. It's more downside. Yeah. Which actually, it, yeah, excites me a little bit because, man. So, so tech makes me nervous because it's so, it's so overbought right now, or maybe it's not overbought, but it's just very expensive. Uh, you know, if, if that gives us a deflation in U.S. equities, then, as we've said, we'll take bigger positions or positions in U.S. stuff that we haven't before. Longs. Longs, I should say. Sorry, you are going to say yeah, something about it. Just, just to be clear, so the, the next support's at 29.70, but if you break below that, then the next one is 2840. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you'll you'll likely see a stop at twenty nine seventy, and then that'll sort of dictate the direction for the next couple of weeks. Is there? And let me ask you this, Jamin. If that happens, do how much do the tech monopolies suffer? Do, are they, is it kind of just like however much the the market declines, they decline, or they continue to catch the inflows of risk off? What do you think? I think they probably do catch the flows of inflows of risk off, given that treasuries are going to be low, and so now that's the new play. So that really just props up the Nasdaq. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, if you're someone like me or general retail people who are like, man, you know, like before it was just you could put your money in Amazon and, and let it ride. And if you miss the rally and Amazon's at all-time highs, like where, where does a company like Amazon or Microsoft or any of the big tech homies, like where is there any upside into buying it? Or you just think there will be a – is there a chance there's just a long march of every year you'll make a reliable return, but it just won't be explosive? Yeah, you can imagine an Amazon valuation of $2 trillion. Right yeah. now it's like a $1.4. Yeah. I mean, it's not that crazy. Um, and, yeah, to a lesser extent, yeah, Microsoft and and, uh, and Google and, and all those guys. Okay. Apple. Yeah. So, I mean, some, some analysts have the $400 price target on Apple. Yeah, you can imagine it happening. Yeah. Yeah. If they come out come out with AirPods that give you a foot massage, <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. All right, so here's the other thing I I wanted to uh, run by you. Back, we're back to the shapes. The shapes. It's a multiple choice test, but five thirty eight ran this article about what are economists saying about the recovery and the predominant again according to 538 the predominant choice among economic economists this is a shape i hadn't heard before it's called the reverse radical which is like an upside down square root sign but it's essentially a sharp decline partial recovery and then a very uh, partial partial recovery that claws back some of the decline but then a very slow almost like flattish recovery that never quite recoups like the aggregate GDP pre COVID. And that is 73% of economists. So let's tie this back into the rich white guy theory. Bobby, does it, does it matter if it's a long and agonizing recovery? If you're just in equities thinking five years out. Now, now when you ask that, are we talking about the economy as in GDP or the S and P GDP? Oh, GDP, yeah. I see staying low for a very long time. Um, namely because, in theory, like, if you just don't close things down, yes, you're going to see a, you know, a mountain of corpses, but at least economic activity will continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I do think that as the headlines get worse and worse, there will be political pressure to close the economy down again. You're seeing some of that happen already, um, which will then suppress economic growth for a while. Um, now, the S&P will continue to rally because the Fed is pumping half of GDP into the economy as liquidity, but the economy itself 
will stay down so long as there's still the threat of lockdowns. Yeah, and I, I think I don't think it matters a goddamn bit to the to the stock market because of Victor's rich white man theory. Like the drag on GDP ultimately does it impact rich white people? Probably not. Not in a meaningful way. As long as they're making a killing in equities. What do you think, James? Yeah, you know, even back 10 years ago when we were going through the the recovery from the financial crisis, you know, Bloomberg talked about every day about the jobless recovery. Like, how are the the rallying? How is this a a rally, a jobless rally? And you'll see double-digit unemployment going into the end of the year. But um, I don't think, you know, Stocks are looking ahead of that, and so it's it's the the market's going to get ahead of the the recovery, and even if it's a flat line type of recovery, a really slow grinding recovery, it's still it's still going to be okay for the market. I was I was surprised to see that the swoosh the swoosh had completely fallen out of favor. It's only fifteen percent economists are calling for a swoosh. Third best was the U at nine percent. I mean. I thought the swoosh was a lock. Now we're talking about a reverse radical. And it, I mean, I guess well, that's just I, like... the, the, the swoosh was a lock as we were beginning to see reopenings. But mm. I think that these last two weeks have really freaked people out. And uh, now, as you guys know, I'm not one to take this overly seriously. I was supposed to go to Vegas today. Um, <laughs> the person that I was going with freaked out, so we're not going. But um, I thought you were gonna say the person you were gonna go with got COVID. So, like, <laughs> well, actually, no. If they got COVID, you'd be like, "Fuck it, we might as well go anyway." Yeah, don't don't waste this opportunity. Just, just cough on me now. Just cough <laughs> on me now. So so yeah, like as we continue to see worse and worse headlines, uh, it, it becomes less of a an immediate grind higher, and there's gonna be a little bit of an adjustment period. I'm also really so. Let me ask you this, Bobby. If if you're Vegas bound, are you interested at all in redirecting your degenerate tendencies into uh, gambling on Premier League soccer, for instance, on Bovada? Um. Well, fortunately, Monday through Friday, I've been I've been pretty active on on my day trading, and then Saturdays there's UFC fights every weekend for the next. God knows how long. So I haven't quite gotten to that, but if there's a, a delay in basketball or or football, yeah, I may come to that. I see. All right. Um, I just like, I'm really, I, do you, uh, this is not related to business anymore. Is there a future over the next year as, like, the NBA allegedly opens up and it's super complex in Orlando and the Premier League starts to play without humans in the stadium? I just want them to go hard in the paint on special effects. Like, let's put, put Godzilla in the stands. Give me some laser beams. You know? Just, like, replicate Kanye a hundred thousand times and put him in the seats. Let's let's use our imagination here. If someone hits a game-winning three, just like have the the basket explode like it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you know. I feel like, yeah. I feel like. By the way, I'm available 
Fox Sports or whoever, I can produce your shows. I have ideas. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this. Like, on one hand, I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to the return of sports, but it's going to be strange. It's going to be strange watching this with uh, with no audience or... I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'll, I'll be watching it anyway. Well, I... I... The, the obvious win, if you watch any of the Premier League games, is, like, you can hear what they're saying to each other better. Except it's still not good enough to where, like, they're really investing in the sound capture. But that's another way to go. Like, if I could... if An NFL game, like, fully mic'd up uh, would obviously ruin a generation of children. But for us, could be really exciting. Like... What is Dak Prescott saying in the huddle? Probably not that interesting. But what J.J. Watt is saying to an offensive lineman as they walk off the field could be pretty interesting. Maybe maybe that's a future. Put a little, little of that profanity with some laser beams, and now we're cooking. I mean, out of desperation, I'll take what I can get. But, uh, again, they, they've been having that in the UFC. Not the laser beams in Godzilla, but the, the talking. <laughs> It's it's not that interesting. It's mostly just grunting, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, and and that's the thing, right? If you have an audience, you see a lot of, you hear a lot of cheering and yelling, and there's grunting, but you don't hear it quite as well. It, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I think the most the most interesting thing to this is how you know that the NCAA. I mean, if you didn't know already, you should have known the NCAA. Newsflash is one of the most corrupt organizations in the history of human organizations. They are not at all serious about postponing the college football season because they have so much money riding on it. So I feel like there's a good chance that like SEC football gets played this year even if cases are still skyrocketing in Florida. Florida will be the natural experiment for what happens when you ignore social distancing. I mean, we already saw that in, uh, what is it, Sweden? Switzerland? One of those two? Sweden. Sweden, yeah, yeah. But here's the difference. Sweden doesn't have, you know, like, uh, mega football stadiums in rural Alabama where people are just breathing on each other, you know? So we could really put some kerosene on this experiment. Yeah, let's see in Bama this year is going to be known as the COVID Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebrand the Cotton Bowl, COVID Bowl. Right. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting fall for sure. I'm I'm very curious as to what this does to like fantasy sports. Like, if on top of broken knees you have to deal with oh this dude's got COVID. Well, that you know that's probably if you know if we're tying this back into DBS like whoever can figure out like I mean if you can do integrations in the broadcast with sports gambling like that, that could actually, so the, the future of broadcasting, some people have argued is like, you actually go away from a one broadcast model and you just have a multiple simulcast that play to different audiences and a degenerate broadcast could be great. They could be like, uh, with a one quarter in the bag, uh, the new over under on point scored is blah, blah, blah. Uh, take your action on DraftKings now. Um, yeah, that could be the future of all of this. Just more 
Plus Godzilla lurking in the background, obviously. It's ripe for disruption. Yeah, for sure. DraftKings is too expensive right now. I was actually looking into that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree specifically about DraftKings, but there is a future in all of that. Certainly. Oh, yeah, Certainly. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've also looked into DraftKings. Don't like the action there. Um, I think if you want to play that, you go with Disney. Oh, interesting. Because of their but, stakes in sports rights? Yeah, yeah. The, the ESPN thing is, is going to be a big one. But you, you wait for it to come to, to come down a little bit. Yeah. All right, guys. Robert, right. it's great to have you back. I'm glad that you Thank have you. floors almost. I have floors. Just the only thing missing is my pool table isn't set up yet. But everything else is good. Uh, so you're basically back. Yeah. You're yeah. back in action, baby. Yeah. But all right. I'll see you guys next week. See you, buddy. Hey, yourself. Yeah.